International. This is, the, this is the fun part. This is the part where we have fun and everything is great and lovely and all the other bullshit that we go through for the rest of the day and for life and for work. This is the part where we get to relax and have fun and talk about fun shit, even though it's the shit that makes us salty. So it's it's good vibes out of bad vibes. It's turning something bad into something productive, right? That's good. That is really good. I, like, I feel like I want to lean into my coping mechanism so hard, though. I just want food so bad. Like I just like <laughs> I can't tell if I'm hungry or upset or if it's like a mixture because I can tell I'm like it's not just hunger because I'm hungry I like I'll eat anything but when I'm like upset I'm like I just want a big bowl of mashed potatoes right now. Oh, that's still better than me. Anytime like I'm having like that moment, I'm like I want to eat something fried and then like i like i want to like go to like get fast food and they'll be like oh, okay so you want the fried chicken sandwich i'm like yeah i do but can you bread it and fry it a second time like and the then, whole sandwich like oh, yeah. bread in lettuce yeah. like you want your lettuce fried oh i want it to look like something off of like guy fieri's diners <laughs> drive-ins and dives have, like, you, have you ever been to the texas state fair no oh my goodness texas state fair which happens in dallas is like notorious for overly fried foods like that's their jam hell yeah but like it's always something cartoon like one year they had <laughs> one year they had a fried salad like that was a rip for the health nut I stole that joke right. from Aaron R. Import which is very, you gotta listen to it it's on his album um, In Spite Of where he talks about going to the state fair and then blowing his gallbladder the next day oh. so like that's exactly the level of depressed I'm at today where I'm like could I actually eat enough to just die like is that a thing <laughs> oh, don't tell people that you're depressed bottle it all down and then keep it quietly to yourself until you explode no fuck it this is the extra salty <laughs> podcast we put it out there it's all about how we handle resentments in our lives and move forward and like it'd be dishonest to pretend that we don't have you and i oh i know don't have it even a little bit together that's why we decided to put this podcast together that was that so. deep south coming out of me like oh honey no everything's fine I'm we're fine. doing just fine my husband did kill both both of our children and himself, but we're fine. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at today. That's where I'm at. <laughs> like, it's not that. It's not that ridiculous. I can talk about some positive things that have been happening in my life. Um, I just moved into a new apartment, and it's super nice. I love it. With your boyfriend who lives here I, now. I did. By the way, we got a rug at HEB for $19. You've been talking about that rug for uh, Have I told weeks. you about this rug You've told me about that rug like three times. It's just like it's a point of pride for me. <laughs> like it's, You know when you just feel like everything in your life is coming unhinged, and then you're like, you're like one time I saved a lot of money. <laughs> like, and you're like, there's always rug. <laughs> Rug saved me. Rug usually costs over a hundred, two hundred dollars, but rug was nineteen dollars. I love rug. Speaking of spending money, because we're kind of all over the place. Um, let me tell you something awful that happened to me recently and a, a life lesson. Something I'm kind of salty about. Dish. So I flew to Philadelphia last week um, mm. to compete in uh, it's a national kind of like comedy competition. And one thing I learned later on is I took a look at the people who had been in it and who had made it far, and they are all mm. much further along in their careers. So I really 
should feel very like flattered and satisfied that I got sent there to audition amongst some people who are like to like are featuring at NACA and they've done TV appearance and they've been on like people who've done a lot of cool stuff so I shouldn't feel bad about it but it's just like for a comic when you're starting out every time you take a risk people don't pay you to go audition to things or to be on Mm -hmm, festivals mm -hmm. so when you do it you gotta come out your own pocket and sometimes it's like it's, it's hard like I don't know I grew up with parents that didn't have a lot of money so like like the phrase we don't have blank money came out of their mouth you got McDonald's money <laughs> you got Walmart money like whatever it was and so I'm like you got you got fly across the country to follow your bullshit ass dreams money like <laughs> I'm my own abusive mother like I like I talk to myself in my own head all the time and I even though like I did I feel like I did really well and I tried there definitely was some strong competition who were really good at these tight concise comedy sets mm-hmm. and I had been doing a lot more storytelling type stuff and I definitely could tell what they were looking yeah, for yeah cause you only had two minutes right yeah only two minutes and two- so I thought tell one killer joke for two minutes which was an interesting plan but mm-hmm. everyone else had the plan of telling tell as many jokes as you can fit in two minutes Mm -hmm. and it's just weird to be the one person who has a completely different rhythm that's kind of something that like we've talked about like with the fpia contest before too is like the people who write like shorter like more one-liner jokes like have uh i I don't i don't know if it's like statistical but like i feel like you see a lot more of them moving on in the competition because it's like if somebody tells like 10 jokes in six minutes and two of them flop well they still had eight good jokes but if you like write more long form and then you tell like two jokes over six minutes if one of them doesn't go well that's half your set yeah yeah it's it's the risk you run i mean it's i just think there's just different styles and there's Mm -hmm. room for lots of different kinds of styles of humor it's funny because when you look at like big headliners a lot of them more on the storytelling Mm -hmm. side yeah yeah for sure but i think it's like it's also like i'm comparing that's what they do on these hour-long sets Mm -hmm. i guess it's like making the most of your time so if your set's shorter you need to make the most of it i'm learning i'm learning um this is that's not really what made me really salty though because i expected it to go that way no um what made me salty was i learned two terrible things about myself one like I don't consider myself a bougie bitch, but I just can't use any kind of soap. (laughs) I use the hotel soap and I have like red patches all over my body. Like I was like, first I thought it was like, so I started Googling like psoriasis and scabies and shit. Like I thought I'm just allergic to fragrance soap. So I learned that about myself. I I can definitely like, I'm the same way with hotel shampoo, not necessarily like the bar soap that I can deal with. But like whenever hotels provide like those little tiny bottles of shampoo, like it's always like that plasticky feeling shit. you ever used like, it? I have, yeah. Like in, in times of great need, Jasmine. I've been black in, my whole <laughs> life, so I've never thought, yeah, this is for me. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, it's just like it's like that. It it's got that feeling to it where it's just like so plasticky and weird that you're like, if I dumped this out on like the bathroom counter and just let it dry out, it would be a Tupperware lid. <laughs> See, for me, I just never use a shampoo because there's no coconut on the lid. If there's not, <laughs> if there's not at least one tropical fruit on the jar, then it's not for black people. Like, that's a good... <laughs> Like if you've ever like if actually it's so funny if you go to any drugstore you'll see Pantene Pro V and like I'm not like it's not like obviously it's not like racially and whatever but like the bottles for like finer hair types are all white and then they have a line that's made specifically for black hair and the bottles are brown oh like, yeah it's the yeah, only yeah. brown bottles a lot of on the shelf like your eyes go right to it and you're like that's me like you can like swatch it up to my arm and it's like that's for me <laughs> <laughs> like matching makeup. 
<laughs> right? So I figured out one, I can't use hotel soap, and two, like sleeping in your contacts is bad, y'all. It's oh, real no. bad. Contacts are basically like petri dishes inside your eyeballs, and I didn't realize this. And they attract if you're around people who smoke. Or if you like, if you go swimming, like it just like in like the chlorine gets stuck in the contact and you really can't get it out. I uh, didn't know you could get an ulcer in your eyes. So I have an ulcer in my eye. It's called a corneal ulcer. But I will say like a moment of like salty joy for me was like arguing with my boyfriend because he's like, you probably have pink eye. And I don't know why I got so insulted. (laughs) How dare you imply that I have pink eye? Like I'm just rolling around farting with kids. Like, fuck you. I don't have pink eye. (laughs) (laughs) Did you get like real indignant about it and be like, if I have pink eye, it's because of your farting ass. Yeah, I did. I was like, I'm going to fart on all your pillows. (laughs) So you, thanks, thanks. What was that movie with the damn fart in the pillows? You know what I'm talking about. Oh God. Knocked up. Right? Is it knocked up? I, I, confession, I've probably seen less than 100 movies in my entire life. Really? I'm a TV series person. I don't really watch movies very often. Like, I watched a bunch of movies whenever I was younger, and then I just fell all the way off that bandwagon. They left me behind in Oklahoma. I never made it to Oregon. I died of dysentery on the first day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, that's how few I've seen. <laughs> I it's funny I used to like consider I remember I used to really like movies like I did Mm -hmm. I do enjoy movies like I see new movies all the time but one time I made the mistake and like I think it was MySpace and it was like leave a description of yourself and I wrote the phrase like movie buff Mm -hmm. and then like random dudes would just hop in my like like MySpace messages and be like have you seen this have you seen no it wasn't MySpace it was freaking um okay cupid and they were like you're not really a movie buffy and i was like well god damn i guess i'm not like it just it gets to the point where you don't want to express an interest if like straight men are around because they'll pop out of a tree and be like you don't really like that thing what are your thoughts on wes anderson and his use of collars and his scene it's just like why don't you have a neck <laughs> my problem is like i actually joke about this like i'll i'll wear like i don't really like sports but i just have random old sports t-shirts because i used to work for a sports station mm-hmm. and like if someone catches me in a ranger shirt they'll be like what'd you think and i'm like i don't know i didn't listen to the last album because it's just like funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny to me to be willfully ignorant of sports because like people think of sports as just like Everyone should care about this. How dare you not care? Well, not here in Austin. I I do appreciate the like. Less so here for sure. The soft boys out here that are like 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 your fuck boys are different here. It's like it's 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 like there's regional fuck boys. Like there's a whole other kind of guy here in Austin. Yeah, here we have like the crystal fuck boys. Like who like no crystals? The crystal fuck boys. Like oh, what do you think? Of, what do you think of topaz? And it's like isn't that what birthstone? Like that's what. But yeah, it's got these healing properties. Or, you know, Do you really know people who are into like metaphysical stones? Oh my god, yeah. Really? Yeah, there are plenty of people, and like I, I make I like I make that joke, but it's just like you know whatever. If that's your system of belief, cool. Like I don't really care. I don't really prescribe to any of them. So I really can't talk shit because it's like oh, at least a rock you can pick up. Like I believe in God, and I'm just like mm, <clears throat> nope, it's real. Like I don't have to like argue about. Personally, it. I'm just like that's that's a uh, that's dirt astrology. Like <laughs> astrology. <laughs> I mean, it, that sounds shitty enough. But. Speaking of astrology, uh, what is your sign, by the way? Have I ever asked you this? I'm a Leo. I am always drawn to Leos. Let's uh There are like so many people in my life who are Leos. Like I have a lot of August birthdays in my family, like a, a lot of like early August birthdays. But 
That's neither here nor there. I'm not salty about that. <laughs> Do you not like sharing your birthday with other people? I really, I really don't care. Cause like, I like whenever I was a kid, like we never really like did a whole particular lot to like make birthdays like a particularly big thing. Like we would pick like a restaurant to go out and have like a birthday dinner or like we would get like a couple of things and it's like but it was never like this like big like production when it's like it's my day like it was never I take birthdays way too seriously I think have we talked about this before like I rented out a restaurant for a play like, a cult of, like a birthday brunch like I like cultivated a menu for this for my last birthday and built a donut tower that's a that's where the extra from the first half of our podcast yeah, comes from <laughs> maybe I'm extra and you're salty <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we I feel like we trade that's trade um, I just looked this up <laughs> signs as most to least salty um, <laughs> like what astrological sign is the most I guess bitter um, Leo came in at a strong third okay but Pisces is actually second to last so I just oh. deal with things better than you supposed to <laughs> That seems like a goddamn lie. <laughs> I, I do not deal with it. I'm like mad. I'm still mad that my boyfriend asked me if I had pink eye. Like, I don't. <laughs> I'm so upset. By the way, it was really weirdly satisfying to like look on WebMD, look something up, something that sounded really horrible, <laughs> then come in there and ask the doctor. And he goes, no, that's exactly what you have. And I was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I use the internet right yes <laughs> i was like really excited and then he's like by the way if you had waited like two more days you would have gone blind and i was like whoa okay well shit <laughs> like, uh the, see i feel like those are the details that like doctors could just let you live without <laughs> like if it's just like oh if you know like because if it's something like cancer if they're like oh no we caught it early and you survived you're like fuck yeah but if they're like no if you would have waited like 45 more minutes like <laughs> your vagina would have turned inside out and then your nose would have grown horns it's like I don't need I don't I don't need to know how close I came to that yeah that's the that's the the icky part like I don't know why I did this to myself like I'm literally holding the phone an inch away from my face because remember I'm blind right and I'm just looking at like corneal ulcer and I like typed it was like corneal ulcer five days and I was like oh shit and then like 10 days and then like by 20 days like your body just basically makes skin over the whole film of your eye nope pass right hard pass, pass. that's a that's a big hard pass uh. this might be our grossest episode since Skyler <laughs> this might, I think we might be beating him right now talking about the insides of my medical problems. I don't know. I don't know. His was about somebody's balls swelling up the size <laughs> of balloons. I think he wins. That was pretty fantastic. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking, speaking of while you're in Philadelphia, tell me about that podcast episode that you saw. Oh, okay. All right. Um, Cause you were like texting me about it a little <laughs> bit and it sounded like you were in like Alfred Hitchcock presents comedy. It was the weirdest experience. There is a group of gentlemen there who will not be named. And um, their whole thing is they're like every men. Like they're just like, they're two white dudes and they want to just be like, they're like anti-diversity. They got to do this thing where they try to be like, Oh, I'm not racist, but I just said something totally racist. And for like 10 minutes of their podcast, they did like, like a fake Asian accent, but like singing 
the lion sleeps tonight like it was real i will not what? imitate it it was real real bad like, yeah it was like like fake asian accents like talking about how gross feminist girls are like how they're all fat and have arm hair and it was like but it was like are you joking are you serious and they were totally serious it was the weirdest like like they're like man this whole audience is full of smokes nothing but smokes not those like gross feminist nazi girls and i was like smokes and that's literally what they call hot girls and Philadelphia. Oh, I'm gonna sound like an asshole, but man, Philly had the worst humans I've met. Calling somebody smokes to me just sounds like you're calling them like a cigarette or something. Yeah, because it's something to consume and dispose of. That's how these men treat women. Like they were the most. It was really a fascinating experience because you know when people say, "Oh, we should be open to other people's ideas and we should we should try to discuss and stuff," but when it's like they say that about like Nazism and people who voted for Trump, it was like it was like the live action version. (laughs) It was like. It was like I had dinner with everybody's racist uncle at one time. Like, I was just like, I've I've never felt so, like, afraid and uncomfortable and just, like, amazed at what's going on around me. I remember the whole time you were texting me, like, all the shit that they were saying. I was just like, you need to leave. You are not in a safe space. I don't know why I stayed. I really do not. (laughs) I was like, I will call you an Uber. I will get you out of there, Jasmine. (laughs) It was interesting. Philly's Philly's interesting. It's mostly, like, comprised of, like, people who got kicked out of New Jersey. Like, it's... (laughs) It's the worst humans in the world. I'm still salty. Oh my God. That's saying something too. Cause like every single highway that I've ever seen in New Jersey just has like mounds of garbage and used diapers and shit on the side of it. <laughs> and if, if even those people are like, listen, you're a bit much. That's <laughs> this is going to be great. We're definitely going to alienate. I don't, I don't know who we know in New Jersey that would listen to this. Probably like, <laughs> Yeah. Probably all the Philly comics that I'm now going to piss <laughs> off. They're going to be like, we brought you into our city. We put you on our shows and you called us racist uncles. And I'm well, not wrong. Hey, I mean, if if the, sh- if the, uh, the boot cut jeans fit, right? <laughs> it's literally the jean type. Like it's boot cut jeans. It's like an Under Armour polo. <laughs> the look is very like, I used to be on the team and now I'm a trainer, but I have no medical experience. Like that's the look. <laughs> And I never sold my puka shell necklaces from high school. Oh, good. You're not. Nothing you're saying is wrong. <laughs> nothing you're saying is wrong at all. Oh, goodness. I was I was happy to come back to bearded soft boy Austin. I really was. Yeah. Here they're just like, are you okay? Do you want some yogurt? And it's like, yeah, I, 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 I do soft boy. Thank you. Oh, there is like one thing I do appreciate about like, I appreciate the way that like people here at least in conversations about racism they're at least aware at least for the most part i feel like aware of what's going on and they're Mm -hmm. trying but there is like this overcompensation that's a little funny like every now and then i'll like i'll tell a joke and then afterwards a white person like no one really talks to you like that do they i'm so sorry i'm like please don't apologize for your people right now this is just awkward you can just buy me a drink yeah like that conversation where they like temporarily appoint themselves as representative for whatever the situation is on the other's behest to apologize absolutely Absolutely. And I just like, man, I just want my reparations and vodka. Just buy me a drink if you feel bad. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> That's not an official statement from the NAACP or anything. No one else condones that. You can't just like buy drinks that's for very, racism. That's a very comic thing to say. Just give me a drink and I'll be fine. <laughs> like that's, that's how most shows in town try to pay you. Oh my God. That's, that's where I'm at right now today. Like if I could figure out what wine to put with the mashed potatoes, I'm going to eat. What I, you don't understand. I'm going to eat a lot of mashed potatoes when I get home. Hey, there's a KFC on the way. Life. I'm going to 
to get the family style side and they're going to say, oh, did you want anything else? I was like, nope, just a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, <laughs> I wish KFC would ask you if you were eating it for here to go. Because <laughs> I want to order a family size meal and be like, no, it's for here. <laughs> <laughs> just like by yourself. <laughs> I should go inside and eat a family size meal by myself and make direct eye contact with the cashier the whole time. <laughs> so like, do you need a box for that? No, nope. I do not. <laughs> <laughs> I hope this is funny and not really disturbing later. I hope. Hey, can it be both? It can be both. Can be both. <laughs> so, um, what's uh, been going on with you? How are things with uh, the job that you shall not disclose? Oh, well, okay. That's both specific and not at the same time. Uh, yeah, I, I can't disclose where I work, but I mean, it's been it's been going really well. Um, it's it's one of those jobs that it's like it's perfect for like if you're doing comedy because you're like I can get this done, but it's like I don't have to use like the heavy creative part of my brain because like uh, before like for the beginning half of the year like I was doing like freelance writing and all this other stuff like and it was just so draining to like have to be creative like for a business all day long and being like here's how you get financial tech companies engaged in your product <laughs> and then have to like come up with all this creative stuff all day long and then at the end go home and be like well time to be creative some more and then like try to like have to like force out some jokes jokes and then just like at the end of the day you're like this is a 12 hour creativity streak and I'm like burnt as hell and then you're just like I probably shouldn't feel burnt since all I'm doing is just thinking real hard all day and everyone's like stop complaining and you're like quit attacking me I don't have the brain power to argue with you <laughs> I have to I think there's something to be said for that though you can you can really just I know I get burnt with like doing retail as a day job I'm like mm -hmm. I fake laughed at so many customers jokes all day and I'm just like exhausted I feel that but yeah, so so this new job, it's it's chill. It's a it's a chill job. It's uh, one of those things where it's like during the day, like I can get everything done, and then if I also have like a little bit of extra time, like I can do like a small thing, like write a joke here, or like uh, do something for like one of my shows here, here, and like kind of get a lot of stuff done, which is nice, but. Uh, lately, like lately, it's been stressing me out a lot because there's like a lot of disorganization mm. in the organization. Is or, that something that makes you upset? Like when things aren't organi oh, organized? Oh my god! Th here's the thing. Okay, I am not a particularly organized person because I like to drink, and the drinking and organization are things that, for the most part, are pretty mutually exclusive. Yeah. Which is why, like, drunk people get so excited when they're just like, "Oh, drunk me left a glass of water in Advil by the bed for hangover." morning me what good job drunk me that's why we get so excited about small accomplishments but it, oh my god it's because it, like whenever i started doing comedy again and then like also working and everything like it's really hard to balance a schedule so it like kind of forces you to become more organized mm -hmm. which also makes you realize how easy it is to really be organized no it's not it is it it's not hard it is not hard at all like you just say to yourself like okay if i don't put like put my shit together then i'm gonna be late for everything i'm gonna want to jump off a bridge i'm gonna drink even more and then i'm gonna have a lot of dogs and i'm gonna be by myself in the dark forever that's a lie <laughs> like do you put that level of fear on yourself i think we're we're, we're our own mothers like that was a lot of <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess I, I guess that was like a heavy-handed response for just being heavy. like my calendar's not right <laughs> You went from my calendar's not right to like I need to be institutionalized. Like that's where that went. That's just that's just the the poor mental health corner of my brain being like remember everything and burn to the ground. Do you keep a planner? 
Uh, I, I, I use Google Calendar because like it syncs to like all the emails and everything that I have. So like it makes it very convenient and then it syncs with like iPhone and everything. So it's not it, like, and it just became one of those things I had to put everything in the calendar because it was like otherwise like I could potentially like accidentally double book myself, which that only happened like twice ever. Like, have I was you ever double booked two shows on the same night? It only happened like twice ever. So that's pretty high. It, yeah. It, but it, like they were spaced super far apart. Like it wasn't like super close or anything. But like then whenever that does happen, you're like, oh. Oh, fuck. I am going to disappoint somebody. It happened to me one time, and I felt so bad because it was actually the lovely Joey Zimmerman, uh, who you may or may hear on our podcast later, or might have already heard, depending on when this is used. Yeah, he was the first one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> Joey, like, I posted about how I had I have a show this weekend. Come see me. And it was, like, not Joey's show. And then Joey was like, hey, are you still doing my show? <laughs> hey, uh, And I was question. like, that's a great question. I, just, I don't <laughs> think I am since I just announced that I'm doing another one. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I mean, it's even being organized, it still happened to me today. I got an email in there. Every, like, because I'm in this uh, improv troupe. I just recently started doing stuff with them. It's called Puppet Revolt. Uh, we do a mix. puppets? Mm-hmm. We do a mixture of humans and puppets and it's very, very silly. And I, I like, it's just like that silly kind of fun that you have like a lot of fun with. And I got an email literally today and they were like, don't forget about the show tomorrow. And I was like, Oh, uh, I was like, oh, I don't, I thought you guys said you didn't need extra stuff. And, but if you need me to be there, I can be there. And they were like, no, we said that we didn't need extra people for this other show. Like you said that you were going to be here. Please be there tomorrow. And I was like, Oh fuck. No. Yeah. 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 I totally forgot. And that was, I feel bad about it but it was a lie i'm gonna dox myself and i was just like okay yeah no but i was free so it's not like i double book myself but even being organized like it can happen sometimes but like i think there's so much going on i'm still stuck on this like puppet thing like i'm like (laughs) when did this come up when did you start pup Puppet, puppeting? Oh, God, like a, a month, month and a half ago. Like, not not that long at all. Did um, you think yourself, I've been wanting to get more involved with puppets? Like, what was going on? <laughs> uh, like, it, just, it was just a thing that, like, the it, they used to... The two guys who, like, ran it used to do it a while ago, but all the people who were in the troupe, like, left town or moved. Love you to death, but yeah. All right. Yeah. Just dox me. What? No! I'm just, just being... Just dox me. Okay, I'm just, like, I'm on the I'm on the disorganized side of the spectrum. I, <laughs> you know this. You know this. I yeah. really am. Like, I'm the person, and you, you have these docs and these sheets, and I'm the person, I skim it, and I go, oh, okay, cool. And then when I feel like I need to know, I'm just going to go, what did you say again? You're the ketchup napkin lady. I am the ketchup napkin. <laughs> I am, but I promise you what was written on that napkin was, like fire <laughs> there's when you're a creative per- met, like the world needs people like you to balance out the messy creatives you are wonderful because you're balanced because you're creative and you can be organized but and I feel I feel like I'm not like extreme of either one of those <laughs> I'm definitely on the extreme scale of like creativity versus organization so it's really hard like one day I started using a paper planner and like I actually would take time to like write down everything like watch TV for 30 minutes and and then did it. that was, but I needed to do that to like so yeah, yeah. balance my day. But it's just hard for me to remember. I like I bought a planner, and there's a whole week that's blank. Did I do nothing for a week? No, I just didn't use it for a, a week. Yeah, and I mean that's what I'm saying. Like it just is a matter of like making it like a little bit of a habit. So it's like anytime that like I get an email and it's like, do you want to do this? Like if I'm gonna do it, I'll say yes immediately. Open the calendar. Be like, you know. Uh, this show this day done save like don't even like i don't even like bother like with like descriptions or like the location because usually like usually that you're gonna remember where it is for the most part like Mm-mm. 
Well, I mean, the, unless it's like a newer show, like most of the shows that I end up doing are like either the same ones or repeats or they happen in the same theater or whatever. So it's like usually pretty easy to remember. But did I tell you about that time oh, when I thought I was on a show at the hideout theater, but I was on a show at what was the name of the thing? Basically, they were on the complete opposite side of town and somebody said, no, it's just a little further down. So I said, oh, okay, and thought I could walk it. And then I walked until I got to the parking lot of mug shots and just started crying. <laughs> And the guy, the door guy, the mug, as much as I could tell, he recognized me. And I was like, just, I just, I just need water. And so I like <laughs> sat down and took a lift from mug shots to my show where I was supposed to be at. And then I had to oh, take no. another lift back to where I had parked my car. Cause I had parked my car <laughs> and, and very confidently walked in the theater <laughs> to go be a part of my own show that wasn't happening there. Like, <laughs> and then they're like, ma'am, this room is for performers only. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm a performer. Like just real indignant about it. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, but i i mean yeah like i don't i don't consider my like i'm not so like i'm like not so type a that it's like i'm gonna be like okay and then i'm gonna block off two hours of free time here like i <laughs> like i don't really need to like do that but just being able to open a calendar and see it all in one place like takes away the thinking of doing all that other stuff and that's such a nice reprieve like and it helps it helps me give it helps give me more access to that like creative side of my brain i think to where it's like that and i can just like get this task out of the way and then it's like a more focused thing on the creative side of stuff but so it's like it and it's just like but because that i've like become more organized like that like whenever things are kind of like chaotic like that i get i, I do get frustrated a lot more easily now because since I know how easy it is to be organized, I'm just like, why won't you get your shit together? You got to realize for other people, it just not may, may not be. I mean, a lot of people don't grow up with organizational skills being taught. A lot of people, it's just not like a second nature thing for them. I don't think it's a second nature for me. Like, I, it's it's definitely something I had to learn, and it took a while. But I feel like it was it's definitely worth at least giving it a shot. You know, I, I get it though. It would be annoying, especially when you're like, I did my end of things. Why haven't you done yours? That could be. It could make for a really stressful work environment well i haven't done my end of things because this morning i saw this ladybug and i thought to myself you know what deborah you're like this ladybug and then i had a glass of wine and then i remembered that it was 8 a.m and i had to go to work anyway do you have some advil i have a headache what <laughs> yeah you're right okay maybe everything is a little bit of an extreme with me <laughs> it, did, it, did. it went real far down that little web of like i love it i like i feel like you're your own dare program like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you don't do this, kids, you'll end up like, like this is your brain on disorganization. <laughs> An egg cracked on a sidewalk. <laughs> I want to be better, though. I want to be more like, I want to be better. And the sponsor of that is just, it's just like a photo of Nancy Reagan stapling a bunch of receipts together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't, Nancy Reagan's dead, right? I gotta uh, stop asking who's dead. Like, I wish we had like an official fact checker who could tell me who's like. There should be. A, I bet you there is a search engine that just tells you who's dead. Are they de like? Are they dead yet? Dot com trademarked. If no one has that yet, just like a resource of everybody that's dead. Oh yeah, I don't know. I just I I find that it's a lot easier to get frustrated, and I don't know. I also don't see anything about that changing. So I'm like just trying to learn to adapt to the things that because i mean it does come from a sense of control like i like to feel like i have some control over my time because then i feel less like my time is either being wasted or like falling apart so it helps me feel more confident and comfortable in myself which is a really rare mm -hmm. and 
sparse thing for the most part uh, whenever you have like deep-rooted anxiety issues so and then like with like the added like uncertainty of performing all the time like you never know like if people are going to necessarily like you or not on top of that so it's like i need what i can get jasmine (laughs) okay i get that i respect that don't take my google docs away from me by the way there is a website called who's alive and who's dead duck They are not a sponsor of the show, so do not go to their website. Welcome to Who's Alive and Who's Dead, the website dedicated to helping you find out which one of the noted celebrities of our time are with us and which ones have died. Uh, and it's like updated, like Dick Gregory and Jerry Lewis are on the front of the page. <laughs> like, uh, Just like a, a, oh my God, what a depressing like news feed that must be. Wow. Because last know, year must have been busy. You know, them. they only send pulses when out whenever people die. Like there aren't like intermixed things in their news feed where it's like Betty White still alive. Like, <laughs> do you want to see if it has porn stars? I no, not really. Oh, <laughs> that shouldn't have been what I did first. Because you'll, be, you'll be like, so and so is not still alive, and I'll be like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay, oh. we probably watch different porn. That is a fair. Yeah. <laughs> ass- <laughs> that probably is a fair assessment. You can use my brown bottles at CVS, but like, <laughs> we probably watch different porn. Like, yeah, mostly. Like, like the most understanding I have of like straight porn is like it's uh, like t- in my brain it's equivalent to like that game that kids have which is like that empty cube with like the shapes and the pegs and it's just like the cer- the cylinder <laughs> peg fits in this hole and then you're like cool I did it what else I'm very picky because straight porn is like very much from a male voyeuristic point of view so like my, my favorite porn, porn is. yeah very much so but there's one called straight guys fucking that I'm a big fan of which I'm pretty sure is actually aimed towards gay men but it's like straight but it's like the camera's all on the dude like his butt and his shoulders and his back and it's just like the dude yeah that's for us yeah probably but it's for he's a girl though but like i'm like all about it like that's my faves yeah um also straight wait straight guy fucking is that you what you that's what it's called straight guys fucking Uh, well yeah that's the whole thing right (laughs) yeah like that's that's how that's what we googled to end up here right like (laughs) What? They, 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 uh, now I'm I'm all fine with your silly pun titles. Do take what you want. That's fine. But that's that one's a little on the nose. So you like? Are you mad that the title is just too exact? Like it's yes. exactly what you're looking for. It reminds me of Courtney Peterson's joke oh about watching porn and <laughs> or asking a guy what kind of porn he likes, and he says guy on girl. That's she's hilarious. Like, yeah. I laugh every time. That's true. If I watch a porn series called like Intercourse, I'd be really upset about it. Oh my god! I feel like this is the second episode that we've mentioned. Courtney Peterson on but she's just so great she's amazing good for she's freaking amazing I like her a lot there's so many amazing wonderful funny people in the scene oh, and there really are it's really great talking to them being, and I'm so glad you're a part of the scene oh I'm glad you're part of the scene yeah 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 and I mean we met each other at 51st jokes right at the beginning of the year Aww. and it's been nothing but history ever since you were telling a joke about a brunch DJ and I don't remember what joke you told. I t- thanks. Um, I told a joke I don't tell anymore about. I remember. I remember. Oh, well, can you blame me? It was a dumb one liner too. I was just like, my resolution this year is to be uh, is to be better to other women. Like, and I think other women are on board with that. Just now, this girl held the door for me in the bathroom, so I didn't poop. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid i was like we're getting paid less on the hour we can't be wasting time <laughs> like it was it was a shit joke i i'm a big fan of jokes that involve poop <laughs> like, 
Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> see, I already feel better. Thank you for this. I see, may not eat the whole family size mashed potatoes. See, that's that's what we're all about. We dig through the saltiness. We sort through it. And I feel like that's a really big thing to dealing with resentment is like, you pro- you, like it's processing it. It's like going through. We went through the whole five stages of grief all at once, right? <laughs> Anger, bargaining, denial, acceptance, and then fist bumping or whatever the last one is. I, I missed one. but Especially when you're going through like self-resentment where you're kind of beating mm-hmm. yourself up because that's how I've been feeling lately and it, it felt good to do this. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for doing it with me. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, uh, hey, do you, we'll, we'll just, uh, wrap. How, how long have we been recording? 40. 40? Okay. That's perfect. Yep. Okay, so we'll cut out the part where I asked how long we've been doing this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. I am so excited to bring you guys more interesting guests and more stories and uh, less about my diet and porn habits. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that'll be there, too. <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Yeah. Uh, the episode coming out after this one is going to feature uh, local comic Karina Magyar. I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, she, she talked to us about some, uh, some very interesting topics, uh, which are definitely... Uh, Definitely, definitely kind of heavy, but I, I still feel like we we had moments of light and fun. So I think it'll be an interesting lesson. I hope you guys stick around to check out more. Thank you. Bye. International. International.